Maggie. Yes, Matt. We have to cook. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Popcorn Not Included. That was pretty bad. I liked it. Is uh, uh, today we're 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 talking about Breaking Bad. We're doing another TV thing. We'll see how this goes. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole uh, series. In, in this, yeah, uh, we're we're talking about the whole series this time. It's been ten years since the seminal television show Breaking Bad um, premiered on AMC and ran for five seasons. And uh, now there's a spinoff running, Better Call Saul. So, you know, um, it's it's a very I hate saying this because it's just like an eye rollingly cliche thing um, for a white male of my age to say that breaking <laughs> bad is his favorite television show, but it, it, it just is. Yeah. Um, I just think it's a fantastically written, acted, pl- plotted show, um, that is, is so multifaceted and multidimensional and we'll, we'll get into all the things that we like, maybe some things we don't like. Um, and, um, just the different aspects of the show as we, kind of recap it, overview it, review it. Um, we have just uh, finished watching the show. Uh, Maggie saw it for the first time. Uh, this was my third time watching the series, so I like the show. Um, <laughs> what what were your, like, very generally um, your impressions before we get into the real spoilers here? Um, um, yeah, I, I had... I remember when the show was airing and I had some of the, the movie friends that I had or the people who were, were really into critical thinking about movies and shows said that this is the best show of all time. Um, <laughs> and they said that like very confidently. And I was like, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, maybe it is, but it's probably boring if that's true. <laughs> um, and so I, uh, took me a while to watch it. Um, they're, they're right. This is, this is the best show I've ever seen. Um, it's not my favorite show I've ever seen, but as like across the board, it is phenomenally written, phenomenally acted, phenomenally shot. Um, it's dang good. Um, I don't (laughs) think it's for everyone. Um, no, because it is very dark. It's very dark. Um, and yeah, so, uh, I mean, the, the, the kind of arbitrary age I would put this at is 16 and up. Um, some more conservative folks might say 18. Um, or they just wouldn't watch it. Or they just wouldn't watch it. No, no, yeah, but um, uh, for, for kids and The premise of such, the show would put people off. Yes. Um, uh, do you want to do the, uh, the elevator 10 seconds, what the show's about? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you don't know by now, <laughs> um, a, uh, a high school chemistry teacher um, is diagnosed with cancer and decides that he's going to leave his family some money um, by starting to cook crystal meth. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's a pretty zany uh, premise there. Yeah. And uh, it goes places. And basically the conception from the, the point of view of a writer, um, the series creator, Vince Gilligan, he observed that television for a long time had just been about the status quo. And if you go back and you watch your old classic TV shows, your I Love Lucy's, your Brady Bunches, your, you know, Friends and Seinfeld and stuff like that, there's a little bit of change season to season and, you know, year to year for those long running shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's mostly about keeping the status quo so you can, you know, 
thing, crazy things happen in an episode and then it all wraps up in a nice tidy bow at the end and everything's the same so that you can Yeah, so you can keep going. Yeah, so you can keep going and the writers don't have to worry about this new radically changed situation. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, and that's obviously, that works for some things. um, But when it comes to dramas, of course, that... It, but you, that that formula doesn't just didn't just apply to uh, sitcoms. That also applied to dramas. Um, yeah, and and it still does in some ways. I think if you look at like some uh, like Grey's Anatomy, a lot of those medical shows, the long running, shows. yeah, the, it's the same kind of thing. The characters go through quite a bit, but they're the same character yeah. the whole way through. Uh, Though maybe it's, yeah. you know matured a little, but there might be changes gradually over time but the shows were not primarily about that the shows were primarily about the plot of the week Mm -hmm. um and so vince gilligan's idea was to um not uh, to to buck against that trend but also to take a a squeaky clean character uh, a nice guy and turn him into scarface turning him into a really you know uh, so it's the descent of of this person who you initially feel very um you identify with a little bit you feel sorry for and you and you like and you follow down the downward trajectory and so that and so that's the premise of the show and for some people um the knee-jerk reaction is why would i even want to to go along with that right that sounds depressing that sounds bad that sounds like it's glorifying a villainous character or whatnot and um i understand those concerns um i think the show is is dark it, the show is is grim in a lot of ways there are some parts that are hard to watch um but overall the show is incredibly moral mm-hmm. and has a lot to say um in terms of human beings our propensity towards pride um all the sh- the characters in the show are flawed in serious and and relatable ways um and some are more flawed than others and some um they uh some of them their flaws um inform their characters more than others some some fight against them and some don't as Mm -hmm. much It, it it's very it is very much at the end of the day uh a morality tale uh and i think the show is is fun in parts there it is partially a dark comedy um although it lets off, off that um by the end i would say um, yeah yeah for me it's en- it's really enjoyable to watch even though um even though it's it's a dark premise for me it's a very worthwhile show it has it has much more mm-hmm. going on than just hey this is an interesting plot and well acted yeah um so I, I recommend it to people who think that they can, um, they can endure that premise and, mm-hmm. um, and are okay with, with a, a, an overall dark show. Yeah. And an anti-hero concept. Um, you know, that's, you don't watch this show for a good role model. Um, <laughs> I will say that people don't need to be concerned about glamorizing drugs, um, Nope. I, I read that uh, Vince Gilligan, when the premise was announced, he got a lot of letters that were very concerned um, about glorifying the meth world. And then those letters stopped after the premiere. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he did not get any more of them. It's so, very um, messy right away. It, it it does not. It's not a good idea, folks. Uh, no. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I, I will say you don't need to 
worry about that and where it definitely does um it goes into questions about like okay is doing a bad thing for maybe admirable reasons still bad um it asks those questions um but i don't think that like you need to be concerned about the morality of the show well and i think it's it's open to some amount of interpretation by the audience Mm -hmm. and it, it it asks those kinds of questions that you then um use your brain yes. <laughs> to, to consider. Yeah. And I, and I really like that, but I also do think that genuinely the show is coming from a place of good and evil are mm-hmm. real concrete concepts yes. um, that exist in all people. And those are some like fundamental premises that I can really get down with because I think those aspects had been minimized in television writing and movie in just in fiction, popular fiction writing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know that this, the, the show was very popular and I, I don't know that I can trace the influence of it quite as clearly as I can in some other things. Um, but, uh, in, anyway, uh, it's, yeah, it's a fantastic show and now we're going to get into, um, all spoilers on the table. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you've, you've been warned. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually really surprised by your. Yeah, assessment your, of your the show. Your face was funny. Yeah. Uh, well, because uh, it took some doing to get you to watch the show. Yeah. You weren't you weren't totally on board with it, and I'd well, I had watched most of the first season about maybe two years ago. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little more than that. Um, I thought I had finished the first season. We realized most of the way through. Oh, maybe season three yeah. that I had in fact not finished season one. Yeah, you probably have like three or four episodes you didn't know. No, it was actually just two. It was, it was just you two. can see on my like Netflix history. Oh. I never watched the last two. So that explains why I have no idea who Gretchen and Elliot were. And I was like, really? I don't remember any of that. But so the first time uh trying to watch it, I I I I, I just kind of wasn't interested in the premise. I was like, I think this is really well done. Um I I think it's interesting. I think, especially in parts of season one, it's still kind of funny because Walt just has no idea what's going on. Um, (laughs) And Jesse's just like... That continues. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's really, in in season one, he's so green. Um, And Crazy 8 is just this hooligan um, that you're like, oh man, he's so in over his head. Um, And I just wasn't really interested in watching that. I was like, yeah, you're going to make your hero the villain. That's cool. Um, I'm just not that interested in watching it. Sure. Um, and yeah, and I, I knew you really liked it. Um, but I just got to a point where, um, I'm, I'm sick of ridiculously inappropriate TV shows being the only good ones. (laughs) Um, and so I, I wanted to watch a good show and, that wasn't a sitcom because I just I don't I don't love sitcoms um, because of kind of what we talked about before that I just don't find them that interesting. They're just not that very. They're just not consequential. Uh, yeah, I mean, like that's some of it, but I just I The Office is the only one that I have really liked. Yeah. Um, but many of the other ones I think are just okay. Sitcoms are just uh, for me. They're they're feel good. They're like um, they're the comfort food of TV. Yeah. If you if you like a sitcom, you, you just you it kind of it's a warm fuzzy. Just yeah. Um and so I I wanted to watch a good show and um this one seemed 
you, you got me to watch it. We did have to take a break uh, there at the beginning of season three when I hit my limit with Skylar. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about and that. Then, uh, and then uh, you you refreshed your memory and were like, all right, this, this changes pretty quickly. Straight on through pretty much to the end after that. Yeah, yeah. She is, uh, she has a... No, I meant we we watched. Oh yeah. Straight. So after once we started watching it again, we watched most every night an episode or two until we were done. Um and so that was fun. Um but yeah, I I it, there were definitely I told you when we were watching, especially the second half of season five, I was like, This is just sad. This just makes me sad. <laughs> um and so yeah, like I didn't love watching it the whole time but there were i i was really attached to almost all the characters and there was just kind of that sick sense of realizing i need to know what happens i just need to know yeah how all this goes down how, how it all lands yeah yeah, yeah. that's interesting yeah because i i i don't know i i don't mind dark stuff as long as it's not morose sure um there's a there's a point where things just get they just make you feel really bad. And that's, that's a different point for everybody. Mm-hmm. But just cause the situation is dark. Like I, I'm very aware that I'm watching a fictionalized TV show, mm-hmm. even if it's really, you know, engrossing, it's like, Hey, this isn't my life. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah. I, I tend to view these things thinking about the writer's perspective on it. Not that I am a, a television writer or, or any kind of writer really, but I've heard enough um, perspective from writers. I, I listen to this podcast that's um, by some some fiction writers, uh, and just heard a lot of that perspective right up on that sort of thing, and the, some of the particulars of the writers of Breaking Bad as well. And just thinking about, okay, you you have nothing, and you're in this situation. Where do you go from here? Mm-hmm. And every step of the way, um, I was so impressed by the writing in this show. Yeah, uh, how it's faithful to the characters, how they get into these really crazy situations where. But it doesn't seem crazy. Like you watched him walk right in. And so it's not it's not not believable. No, no, I don't um, mean unbelievable. I mean, crazy in terms of, wow, they're really <laughs> they're very they're, stuck. They're really it's it, it is that thing where they're they're deliberately upsetting the status quo mm-hmm. quite often. Um, their characters are having very dramatic things happen to them that change their outlook, change their mind. Um, and then they just follow that stuff. And I, I told you before that, uh, these writers, they write themselves into a corner and then they write themselves out. Mm -hmm. They don't, they don't just snap their fingers and take the easy way. They don't just skip over things. Um, but they really are faithful to, the situations and the characters that they've concocted and it all comes off beautifully because the, you know, this is, this is a well-known thing, but the very first episode and Walt is explaining some stuff about chemistry um, to his class about, Oh, chemistry is changing from one thing to another, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And that's, that's the, that's the show yeah. is it's action reaction. Um, but to, to, yeah, and, then, and this is my third time having seen the show. It it really is true. This show is about actions and consequences, and it's maybe more about consequences than the actual actions. Because yeah. a lot of the times, the characters will. Um, you, and and this is true of life, right? I mean, you you make 
choices sometimes that have long lasting consequences and the actual part where you made the choice was much shorter. Yeah. That's very true of Jesse. Um, like just Jesse only, yeah, I think, I think Walt continues to make more bad decisions and Jesse just has a really hard time getting out. Um, cause yeah, like Jesse's done like, (laughs) geez, at the end of season two, maybe, um, and then definitely yeah. at the end of season three and he's just like stuck. Um, and he really only made some, some really bad choices at the beginning and, and he paid for it. I mean, well, he, he continues to, to make bad choices, but not quite in the way that Walt does. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, I'm just, I'm just incredibly impressed with the writing in the show and, and also the acting, which is something I, the first time I watched the show, I wasn't as appreciative of, hmm. But I, you know, I've really seen that on repeat viewings and also the production quality, um, something that people talked a lot about that I sort of missed my first time through the show. Um, and I, I watched the show for the first time in 2013, late 2013. So right after the, the show actually ended, mm-hmm. um, I, I started watching it. I was kind of waiting, uh, as I sometimes do with TV shows, I wait to see how people react to the end mm-hmm. and I don't read anything specific, but if like, okay, if there's positive if reaction, good. I felt like, okay, it's worth watching this show. Cause it wraps up in a satisfying way that, that people liked, um, versus, you know, other shows where I've heard mm, generally positive things, but then I don't want to get into it. But one of your favorite shows is, is lost. And oh, yeah. I, I, I never watched it. I was more it. thinking of Dexter. Oh, um, yeah, Dexter, Dexter is like the very famous terrible series finale. Or, I mean, yeah. Um, There's some bad series like finales. Like, it's, it's on all the lists for worst series finale when it's... I really like that show. I mean, I don't think it's a great show, but I, I think it's good. <laughs> I think it's it's worth watching. Oh, if I've you... heard multiple people t- uh, tell me that they d- didn't like the ending of, of Dexter. It's just bad. Why? Like, it's just bad. Um well, with with Lost, is some, that's something that you like, and I know some people do. But yeah. it was a very mixed reception. Yes, Lost t- is to a the end of much that more show. controversial. And and so when I heard that, I was like, eh, maybe I don't want. Well, and Lost just gets to too seven weird. Seasons of that six, yeah, six. Um, yeah, Lost <laughs> Lost gets too weird for some people. Um, and season four, um, and okay, fine. It it is my favorite show. Um, and so it's been interesting looking at Breaking Bad and looking at Lost and being like, yeah, uh, Breaking Bad is, is definitely writing wise, definitely a better show. Um, but I'm, um, you were funny cause you, you weren't sure that I would like Breaking Bad because there aren't likable characters. Like you don't really, uh, like any of them. Um, I, I do. I love Jesse. Um, <laughs> which is funny cause you said your first run, you did not. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, Lost's characters are, are what have my heart. And so I do still mm-hmm. like that show better. Um, mm-hmm. Though I realize it's not like technically as good. Yeah. I mean, I like the characters in Breaking Bad, but I think they're not conventionally likable for sure. Right. I, li- I like them because I think they're complex, interesting characters. And they all have, um, or most of them have the grain of realism uh, totally because they, yeah. they, they process things in a way that is recognizably human. Yes. Yes. And is complex. Um, mm-hmm. and the actors are there to back that up and to sell that. Mm-hmm. And that's, that to me is much more desirable than a strictly likable 
fun character um, or, or even like a likable actor. Although I think the actors are very likable. I mean, mm-hmm. Brian Cranston. Um, I hear he's just like the funnest, well, nicest he, guy. He got his start in sitcoms yeah. and stuff. I mean, he was the father on um, Malcolm in the Middle. Malcolm in the Middle. He was he was a recurring role in Seinfeld. Uh, that's pretty wild. <laughs> Speaking of bad finales, Seinfeld. Uh, yeah, yeah, that one gets some flack. <laughs> um, um, so he, but he's a very like likable character. He's he's a dork. Walter White is a dork. Uh, <laughs> it's funny because I think there are people out there who who like the show. And they just think that that Walt is just he's just such a, a tough guy, and he's so oh man. Uh, and there are scenes where he's trying to be, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, he's trying to be that guy, and I just never buy him as that. Which no. is not a, which is not a criticism of the show. That's actually just it's really funny because you see him as you see him as. Uh, in, in these other aspects of his life. So it's hard to buy him as this like hard edged drug Lord guy and like intimidating people and say my name and yeah. stuff like that. It's like, you never look like in command in those scenes. And it's not because Ryan Cranston is doing a bad job. It's because this care, this show has shown us all these other aspects of this character. And we know he's like kind of compensating for the fact that he's just not naturally good at this stuff he's good at certain aspects of oh yeah he's he's not a very natural criminal (laughs) um Um, no but the times when you are actually afraid of walt and intimidated by him are 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 not those times no not at all um well um there's there's so much to talk about with this show it's actually a little difficult to <laughs> kind of find that. I, I think um, you know, we've touched on it a little bit um, what we think the strongest elements of the show are. Um, I don't know if you had any more of those. Again, to me, it's the it's the writing, it's the acting, it's the um, the character arcs and the plot. I mean, it's yeah. that's that's just the all of the all of it. Uh, I would. I don't think we've mentioned um, yet that it's really not very predictable either. Um, yeah, there are. There's really only one reasonably significant plot point that's pretty obvious um sure being Skylar's affair um yeah but um basically it's like you know in in watching it um I could you know kind of sense as as we're going through season four I'm like all right yeah Gus is not gonna make it out of this season (laughs) so you can maybe sense some of that stuff but you're certainly not gonna be able to figure out how they get out of it um, or, or what happens next. Um, or, and there are a couple of scenes that are just shocking. You're like, Oh wow. Mm-hmm. I never would have, I never thought that that would happen. Um, but I, I do, I do think they do a good job of not crossing the line too. Um, the whole time I was saying, if something happens to Walter jr, I'm out. Um, <laughs> nothing happens to Walter jr. I think they discussed that in a, in one writing meeting and everyone looked at whoever's idea it was like they were insane. <laughs> I think Vin, Vince Gilligan, the, the show creator, uh, I think he, at one point said, you know, it's kind of logical that Walt would end up dead at the end of all of this. 
what if we killed everyone else and he's the only one who yeah, lived? There would be some justice there. Um, they could have done that. Um, and that it, would have been the darkest possible it hinting. Would have been really rough. It would have been really dark. I think. Um, yeah. So they, I, but I, I think they have a really deft hand with knowing that's too far, guys, yeah. um, and not, and not just like making you sick to your stomach. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the the show has some really rough, intense portions of of violence, mm-hmm. but it's not consistent and it always seems to be there for a purpose and and not just for gratuitous you know yeah like the the very first episode um they they do end up getting an a a deadly altercation with these two uh drug guys and it immediately reinforces okay this is this is serious yeah this is a very dangerous world that they've descended into and they're in over their heads and there are going to be consequences. The second episode of the show is about them trying to... The, one of the, the drug dealers was killed in the altercation, and one of them was just knocked out, and they have to figure out what to do with this guy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if we let him go, he knows who we are. Yep. He'll come back. He has connections to like you know a bigger gang, we're dead. Mm-hmm. We can't let him go. But otherwise now we're killing him in cold blood. Right. And, mm, what do we no, do? We, we're not killers. What do we do? And it immediately presents you with like, there, there are consequences, really significant consequences to these actions. And then also you have the, uh, the scene with dissolving the body in the tub. Yeah. And it falls. And, and it's like, Oh wow. It's icky. That's icky. Yeah. And, and it's like <laughs> the show doesn't get that violent again for quite a while. Yeah. The, but were... it shows you like, Hey, this is, this is uh, yeah. serious. There were two scenes that I, I covered my eyes for. Um, and only two, um, one of them was a death and one of them, nobody got hurt. Um, what was the other one? Skylar and Walt wrestling with the knife. Oh yeah. I couldn't watch it. That's just it. hard to watch. It's, I just couldn't watch it. I, well, yeah. and I really thought that Skylar was accidentally going to get stabbed. Yeah. Um, cause that was, you know, that, that's the end of season five, like where the mm-hmm. whole time I'm, I'm watching pretty confident that, um, well, so I, I did know the whole time that Walt died at the end. Um, that was the only spoiler I knew about the show. I didn't know how, um, but I knew that Walt died. Um, and I, I didn't find that to be particularly spoilery. I mean, he has cancer at the beginning of the well, show. Yeah, so. I was just like, and also I, I just, I knew the premise and I was like the only, you know, if this show is supposed to be about cause and effect and consequences, of course he's going to die. Like that's right. Yeah. So, um, so I knew that Walt would make it till the end. And I, I had a really strong suspicion that Jesse at least made it through most of the way through season five. Um, and I had my suspicions about Skylar in that way as well. Mm-hmm. But so past the, the season five, like mid season finale, everything seemed like fair game. And so it just made watching some of those scenes really hard yeah. um, where I was like, yeah, like there is totally a version of this in which Skylar accidentally gets stabbed here in front of her son. And I couldn't watch it. Mm. <laughs> I was like, I cannot watch that happen. Because um, it very much seemed like it could. I wasn't sure, but I was like, that could happen. And I don't know. I want to watch that. <laughs> uh, let's, uh, unless you had any more um, nah, go ahead. general positives to talk about. Uh, let's actually, let's, you know, 
let's say, uh, is there anything that you would, uh, that you didn't really didn't like about the show in terms of just like, uh, you would, you would change, you would wish that had been different. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you know this. I, I wish Skylar <laughs> I was, was slightly less loathsome. Um, I, I, you know, I think, um, at, at first you were telling me like, no, they didn't write Skylar to be that hateable, but then, okay, no, maybe they did because they need you to feel bad for Walt. Um, either way, yeah. I, it was too successful. <laughs> um, she, I just, I hated her. Um, I was surprised that I hated her that much. Yeah. Because a lot of people really just, I watched the show pretty much in a vacuum because I, I just, you know, I binged it after the finale came out Mm -hmm. and I wasn't like in the middle of episodes. I wasn't going and reading people's reactions and, and that sort of thing. I wasn't in the, in the culture, the the culture of it. Uh, I was just watching the show straight through. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so I never had that reaction to Skylar. Yeah, I, I find that fascinating. Um, well, because, like, okay, yeah, she's, like, a little annoying, I guess, but also she's usually right about everything, and I I just felt like, look, she's in a horrible situation, uh, and in an awful, awful situation. What is she going to do? Um, yeah. And she doesn't handle it the best, but also she's not – like like Walt actively making horrible choices. She's like in a really bad situation and she's not making the best choices. And that's really hard if you're giving Walt any amount of slack for what he's doing. It's hard to turn around and say like, hey, Skylar, stop being so <laughs> terrible. It's like, yeah. wait a second. But uh, having watched it, with, and, and the other thing is like, when I found out that people really didn't like that, um, I thought like, okay, that's, that's just like a bunch of misogynist jerks. (laughs) But then I didn't like it. (laughs) Yeah. But then you didn't like it. Um, so for me, I, on reflection, like, yes, my, my gut instinct of watching it was like, geez, I hate you. Um, but upon some more reflection, I just don't, I don't think this part was written very well because what killed me was how repetitive it was. She asked, Walt, what are you doing? Walt, I know you're lying. I know you're keeping secrets. And it is like, the vast majority of season two and then the first few episodes of season three where they just go back and forth, back and forth. She knows he's lying. He continues to lie. Um, and it's, it's stagnant and it, you just keep doing it over and over again. She doesn't change anything and he just keeps at it. Um, and so I'm like, yeah, dude, you, you need to like do something. Um, I guess at one point, yeah, like she kicks him out of the house finally. Um, or does he leave after she confesses to the affair? No, no. She, he, he's out of the house before then. Yeah, yeah. So um, she finally kicks him out of the house. Um, but yeah, it, it was just like, you know, she she wrote this, The Anna Gunn wrote this article about people. Oh, did people, you read that? No, but I read about it. <laughs> that, you know, people people don't like her because he's a, she's a strong woman. And I'm like, okay, I, I there are parts of it, yeah, that are off-putting. But I don't think so. She's maybe she's a strong personality that okay. I just don't like very much. But she's not taking the initiative, and she's not, um, you know, where where yeah, uh, she she's not doing anything about it. Um, well, and they he, wrote her as a 
she had to be a character who wouldn't just crumble under um, the the issues that Walt was creating mm-hmm. um, because that that wouldn't work for what they were trying to do. And and if she she did you know shrink under that, you would you would feel bad for her, and you would you would say, Walt, you horrible person. Um, and they needed to keep you n- not hating Walt, not necessarily on his side, not necessarily mm-hmm. like signing off on all the things that he was doing, but at least keep you sympathetic to his viewpoint for a little longer. Yeah, I get that. I think they were just too successful with it. Um, I and think they could have. I, <laughs> I, I don't think they needed her to have an affair. Um, I don't think that. Um, uh, yeah, because for me at that point, um, in, in the early episodes of season three, she is past being a passive, like, I know you're doing something, but I'm not really actively challenging you to, okay, well, you're going to do something bad. Well, I'm going to do something bad too. And I can't stand that. Um, I guess I, I just, I think she she's in a very bad situation. Like I said, yeah, you feel more sorry for her than I do. Is well, I think the bottom line, I just, she's, she doesn't let on that. She's very scared, but she is. And yeah, she doesn't know exactly what's going on with Walt, but she's, she's kind of scared of the fact that she, there's so much she doesn't know. Yeah. Um, and that he has flipped into this person that she no longer knows. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's a really, uh, disempowered position for her to be in and she, she makes also bad choices um i mean i think season two uh, in particular is focusing on the the rolling consequences of what walt has done yeah uh, i really like season two it culminates in the air crash um yeah. which is this event that is really, really disconnected mm-hmm. from, from Walt and all of his activities, but it's still traceable yeah, um, yeah. for it's, us as the viewer. Yeah. To, it's traceable back to what he did. Mm-hmm. And that's just like an, a, that's I think where it's at its most sort of mythical in terms of the reality or the morality mm. play, if you will. Um, and and that that's something that was more clear to me on repeat viewings than it was the first time The season two is also the only season that the writers sat down and they plotted the entire thing before yeah. it, it came out. And so you have those scenes really like throughout season, season two. two where you have the openings uh, that are black and white with the, with the bear yeah. that's in color. The Schindler's list bear. The, the Schindler's <laughs> list bear. And then you have that eye, yeah. the yeah. eye of the bear that kind of follows him for yeah. the rest of the uh, 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 next couple seasons. Yeah, you find it in his drawer at the condo at one yeah, point. Yeah, he it, it keeps showing up. I don't think it shows up in season five. I don't remember, but I don't. I don't remember. I don't, I don't it, think it does. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, that that was the only thing where I was like, it's obvious that she's going to have an affair, um, mm-hmm. and she is like it, it. Like honestly, it would prevent me from watching the show a second time. Right. Um, is how much I just was. Like, it, it's it, it just like I I was really invested in. And the Walton Jesse stuff and in yeah. the Hank stuff um, with him going to El Paso. And then here's Skylar being mad. And I just, oh, I, I find it really hard to, to blame her in that situation. But um, I, I understand now that they, they wrote her to be at least somewhat unlikable. Mm-hmm. And 
to me, that's the strength of the show um, is that you, you shouldn't think about the characters just on, on the basis of their, you can think about characters on, on um, multiple levels, you know, on the, the one level you can look at just the, their actions mm-hmm. and they mostly have fairly terrible actions, but you're still <laughs> with Walt for a lot of the show. Most yeah. viewers are, um, despite these terrible actions that he's done. Um, because you're seeing another layer beneath that. You're seeing mm-hmm. the ostensible reason for why he's doing this, which is for his family, which is not really true. Um, we'll or at get, least we'll not get to fully that. true. Not fully true. Yeah. Um, it's, it's mixed. It's complicated. Um, or, yeah. Uh, I will or some say, self-deception going on there. Yeah. But uh, there are these multiple layers that you can look at with the, char- the, the all these characters. And I think with Skylar, the problem is there's only one layer because you only really see her in those scenes where she's dealing with Walt. Mm-hmm. But I think the acting and I think um, on repeat viewings, you can just consider things. You can, you can consider more of what's going on with her and her situation. Well, and, and I might not have just the surface. I might have more sympathy for her knowing what happens. Now. But yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah. But I will agree that I think for me, that's the, only real flaw in the show is they were too successful at making her unlikable to mm-hmm. to certain people and i i think it's just a, a cop out to blame that on people not liking um strong female characters or people being misogynist certainly there's an element of that with some some audience sure but, yeah um and i mean like honestly there's there might even be part of that for me as well like where I don't, mm. there, yeah, there are annoying, headstrong women that I just find annoying, um, mm-hmm. and maybe some of that is like taught by the culture not to like that. I don't know. Um, There's a really interesting uh, video that I, I told you about before that kind of highlights some of the particulars of the behavior that Skylar has, just mm. little things. Yeah, um, it's called Skylar White, nasty woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, um, and. Uh, um, I think, and it, it's like they were deliberately putting things in that were culturally were taught not to like about women. And I right. thought that was interesting. Um, and I don't know how much of that was intentional, but. Well, because it's not even like there are um, cultural things that you're taught not to like about women aren't unique to men, right? Like other women are, are very famously not nice to other women. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. And yeah. so it's, um, I'm not immune to those, <clears throat> frankly, prejudices myself. Sure, sure. Um, but, but geez, yeah, she's annoying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do feel bad for her. I, I, when all is said and That's done good. at the end of the whole last season and, yeah. and parts of even season four, Skylar is a ghost of a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She, she is just broken. I think if you, if you hate her through the entire series, then you're <laughs> a bad person. But I can, I can, now I understand a little bit better why, why people um, do in the early parts of the show. Yeah. Um, cause it, it is, um, it, it is very sad to, mm-hmm. to see her at the end. Um, and especially I, I really like the element in the last season. I think it's in the first half of season five when she's adamant that the kids not live with them anymore uh-huh. because she's gonna, you know, she is, she is at that point, you know, she's, she's tied herself in, she's complicit. Um, but she's not going to yeah. let some stranger knock on the door and kill the kids yeah. um, or just do anything bad to the kids. Um, 
and I, I, that was really her last pushback. Yeah. Was, that was the last thing she stood up to him about. Yeah. And then it was, and then <laughs> it was just all mm-hmm. downhill from there. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, well let's talk about, let's transition then to, unless you have more nope. other, you know, kind of critiques of the show, which is totally, um, totally fine. Yeah. Um, not, not really. Um, well, let's talk about characters. Yeah. I, I wish I had liked Jane a little more. I wish, frankly, I wish there was a likable woman in the show. That's um, that's fair. There is no likable woman in the show. Um, I, I thought about this earlier when I was thinking about um, yeah, what my critiques would be. I think it would have been fascinating had Gail been a woman hmm. um, if Jesse had to kill him as a woman. I don't think woman. he would have. You don't, I don't think, think he Jesse would have? Would have. Um Mm-mm. I, but yeah, I just, I was like, okay, so who, who, is there a character that they could have made a woman? Um, yes, partially to have a little more representation, but also just like to mix that up. Um, but I think gender wise, yeah, that would have meant something. I I appreciate that, that I think the, the genders that they had the characters be did were, were meaningful. With, so you don't think that, that Gail could have worked as a woman? Well, again, I don't think Jesse would have shot a woman. I don't you know. you remember when they're uh, they're talking about getting rid of Lydia, and and Mike says that's what I get for being sexist because he, <laughs> he was like he was he was like yeah. <laughs> not as quick to kill her. Well, yeah, be- that's why I think it would have been. I mean, cause but yes. Jesse has to in that situation. Like, yeah, he's already he already beats himself up enough. Like, I don't think making. Uh, yeah, but I just, I was trying to think of more, uh, more serious roles that might, might've worked. But Gail is fantastic though. Gail is great. <laughs> um, yeah. Like I, I don't, I can't imagine anybody else playing that role. He, he is like <laughs> 10 he, times the dork that Walt is. Well, and he does that like creepy super fan thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But, but anyway, yes, I, I generally do wish there was, uh, some sort of likable. That's fair. That's female in the show i i don't know what that would have looked like you know uh, again i think it's because you just don't see those characters as much because if you just saw certain aspects of walt he'd be hateable right. throughout the series if you just saw like certain aspects of jesse or or hank or any of those characters but you see so many more facets of them because you spend more time with them mm-hmm. and i think if you'd seen like a little bit more going on with skylar I don't um, think Marie had to be as annoying. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. But, but like, you know, I, I like Marie, maybe not, not towards the beginning, but I think by towards the I do too. end of the show, I think she is a likable. Well, because she's character. She's so, one of the only ones who's properly outraged the whole time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, about, about, about everything. Um, yeah. And mm-hmm. even like, even in the last scene you see with her, she's on the phone with Skylar saying, Walt is here. You need to take some action. Um, and, you know, and her husband's dead at this point. She's, she's really got nothing. And Marie is still angry <laughs> um, yeah. and still intentional and still trying to protect. And I, I do appreciate that about her, even yeah. though she comes off a little annoying. Yeah. Or a little overbearing. Yeah. Um, but I think all the characters are written with fairly realistic flaws. And that's mm-hmm. something that you don't, I think, is toned down in shows where they're more cognizant of we need to have these characters be likable first and foremost. Otherwise, what else do we have? Yeah. And they're not afraid to have these characters with very many warts and things like that. Totally. And, and, you know, like Hank is a good example of a character who really 
just starts as as not a particularly he's fine yeah um but he's not he, he becomes a a fully fleshed out character he becomes mm-hmm. a much more interesting character over the course of the show and that's a character you could have seen really just I didn't Not expect anything on. of him no. in, when when watching the show. Right. At first. In the pilot, I mean, he's he's a plot point because this is how Walt sees into the drug world. Mm-hmm. It's because his brother-in-law is a DEA agent. Right. And of course, that is um, that relationship um, is is uh, it gives you you know some natural drama there for the entire show, which mm-hmm. is this it's a beautiful tension that they get to play with, especially towards the end. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, let, well, let's talk about more. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I, I understand what you're saying and, uh, I think they could have had more, more likable female characters. What's really interesting about it is how many females were really, um, significant in the making of the show. Um, whether yeah, you mentioned producers, that to me. executive producers and writers, um, I want to say the writing staff was like, eh, you know, I don't know off the top of my head, but there's a number of, of women on it and women who di- who both wrote and directed some, some pretty significant episodes and, and large chunk of, chunks of the show. So, you know, in terms of representation behind, and that's the thing that people now are, are getting more, um, not incensed about, but just, Hey, we need more, women. We, we need more women directors. Yep. We need more, um, minority directors. We need more the you know representation, not just like you know token characters on the screen, but mm-hmm. like actual ideas and stories from uh, people who haven't been represented as much. And you know, so it, it's worth noting that uh, Breaking Bad at least you know, yeah. had had that a lot more than other shows. Well, and I find that fascinating because, like on surface level, this is what I would call a boy show, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Um, you know, if if you have to like put things in boxes in that kind of way, and so I, I find it interesting that there were a lot of women involved in it, but at the same time, yeah. having watched it, that makes some sense. Um, just in, um, you know, I, I think you're going to get the best result when you have collaboration between men and women and and different perspectives, and so I, I think that's part of how they could have been so successful mm-hmm. is having a lot of different viewpoints and to really understand who these people are they created. Yeah, is is really valuable. Yeah. Uh, that that's that's a good point you know and you're right i think the show is is obviously much more um about men than masculinity uh, which it, you know it's it made me really happy to hear that you liked it as much as as you did and thought it was as, as quality a show as you do um because you know that that is that is just a fact it is just it is primarily about male characters and mm-hmm. I mean, they're in the drug world, which would, I would assume is probably <laughs> much more, more male ma- dominated. Yeah. Yes. Um, um and, uh, I haven't heard of many other like girls really into it. Um, yeah, that's the other thing is but, it's usually, eh. it's usually white dudes my age who mm-hmm. like the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh, not exclusively at all, but, uh, but that's most of who you hear. Yeah. Praise the show. Um, uh, well, and that's, and that's maybe why it's not like my favorite show, right? Like, cause it's, um, and, and why I had the reaction to it at the beginning that I did of where I'm like, yeah, this is really good, but I yeah. just don't know if I care. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sometimes you have to get over the, 
the hump of, of a thing to, to really see the potential of it. And, um, that, that's sometimes that's not personally worth doing. Yeah. So it just, just depends. Um, so do you have a, a favorite character arc or storyline or, uh, just piece of it plot wise that's your favorite <laughs> for your like favorite stretch of episodes uh, let's, let's do characters okay uh, uh, we could do we could do story arcs and stuff first i guess um eh, whatever they're they're so related in mm-hmm. in a lot of ways i mean i alluded to to hank before i think he's um mm-hmm. he's a really good character because he is this uh it's it's funny to think about now because i think we're in an era where some of Hank's flaws are things that are like unforgivable sins now. Mm. Like he's a bit, especially he's vaguely early, racist. Yeah. He's, he's, he's vaguely racist. Yeah. Um, I don't know that he really, you know, actually is, or if he's just into some, you know, not, not PC humor. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. cause you know, one of his buddies, colleagues is, uh, is Steve Gomez, who is, I don't know if he's supposed to be from Mexico and just an immigrated. Um, yeah, he's, I don't actually know that where the, where the, the actor is from. He's got a little, does he have a little bit of an accent in the show or is that just a, yeah. Cause he speaks Spanish. Yeah. Cause Hank gets all that flack when he goes to El Paso for not speaking Spanish. Right. Right. Um, so, so he's obviously working with, and, and of course the, the population of the Southwest is much more, uh, has a greater percentage of Hispanics, but yeah, he 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 says a number of things that yeah, okay, yeah, that's uh, that's that's not great, you know. Uh-huh. And it's funny because like ten years ago, I think that stuff was just like yeah, okay. just some people some people yeah. are just that way, yeah, yeah, cop yeah. humor or whatever. And now it's it's like that's the sort of thing where you just get j- just written off as a bad person. Yep. Um, Had he tweeted it, he might be out of a job yeah, now, the, or that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and that stuff is really like kind of interesting in retrospect. Um, but they deepen that character and they show that his, you know, like his abrasive jokes and stuff like that is this outer shell, which, you know, that's been explored in cop shows before that the, you know, line of work with criminals and things, it's, you have to cope with it in some way. Cause it's just, it's just, it'll wear on you. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course that's, that's, that's a, a factor in so many cop shows, detective shows, all that. Um, you know, you have this trope of like the, the deeply flawed or, you know, the detective who drinks or even does like drugs, mm-hmm. you know, like even mm-hmm. uh, Sherlock Holmes, <laughs> I think yeah. he, the, is like pretty famous for in certain versions for doing drugs and things. Mm-hmm. Um, I also appreciate Hank that, that he's just like a good cop. He's good at his job. Yeah. Um, there are, uh, Skylar's a good bookkeeper. She's really smart at that. Um, but she like, knows her stuff. She, but, um, I think, Walter's oh. such a terrible criminal. <laughs> I think that it's like, it's, it's refreshing to see Hank just be good at his job and like, ah, yes, you, you can see through some of this stuff and yeah. you can't see through, oh geez, perhaps this is Walt, but, um, but why would you ever think it's your exactly? Your um, that's very totally close fair. Relative, you know, brother-in-law, um, right? Who you spend a lot of time with, but uh, and is is this mild-mannered, yeah. you know, <laughs> character? Because you see him in the pilot episode, and that's that is Hank's conception of Walt, mm-hmm. and that doesn't really change until 
he reads the Walt Whitman book in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. You know, all the changes that are going on with Walt, I think, are just footnotes for Hank. Mm -hmm. Well, and he's got cancer. So people, you can easily say he's going through some emotional stuff right now because he's dying. Um, Or just he's gone, he's had this, um, you know, he had this major, at best, health scare. um, And that's going to affect somebody. Um, But yeah, I, I just, I like appreciate about Hank that, that he's he's smart and capable um yeah, smart and does his job capable, he's dedicated yeah um but he becomes what where, where it really turns is one after he um after he smacks jesse real good mm-hmm. um and is uh basically you know he, he he knows he crossed the line he did he did something he really shouldn't have he let his his anger get the best of him he decides he's not going to lie about it because mm-hmm. it, it, it's a um, their word versus mine kind of situation. And he could have, you know, he could have made something more out of that instead of just pled guilty. Mm-hmm. But he decides, no, I'm not going to lie about it, even though this might destroy my career. Um, and he chooses to sort of face up to what he's done. And mm-hmm. that is in in this show, I think, what separates the good guys from the bad guys because yep. Walt can has all these opportunities to, to face up to what he's done to just stop doing, stop keeping on going down that road. And he just continually pushes that option aside. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no other option. He has to do this. Um, and, and Hank turns and faces what he's done. And that's when he really starts to become the hero of the show, mm-hmm. um, which continues on towards the end. Yep. And you have all this stuff where he gets shot, has these traumatic experiences, um, and it really just deepened him as a character. Um, mm-hmm. And it's I love the minerals quirk. It's so unexpected it. <laughs> that they were going to take that character yeah. in, in a deeper direction. You thought, man, this, is, this character is just a means to be a window into the DEA and you have, you know, their investigation and they'll slowly figure things out about Walt and his, his companions in the drug trade. Mm -hmm. Um, and maybe Walt will use that to his advantage and all those things are true, but then they also decided to make Hank a fully fleshed out character. And then they had, you know, the way that he bounces off Walt in the, in the end of season five, once he, once Hank figures out that Walt is Heisenberg, Mm -hmm that's that's all beautiful because you've had all this wonderful setup to it you know these characters very well, well and you know how much hank has wanted to catch this guy yeah and how just horribly betrayed he feels right because you're not just satisfied with the justice of it but like your heart breaks for hank when he figures it out you're like oh man yeah. like and that's impressive that i could that it it allows the audience to like feel so many feels then. And it's so clever because for a lot of people, that's probably right about the time where you've decided I'm done with Walt. Mm -hmm. I'm not here to see what he does anymore or to root for him or anything. I'm here to see his demise. Mm -hmm. And now you can shift over to go go Hank. Hank. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then he gets shot of course, but (laughs) Uh, yeah, but I I mean, you want to, here's, here's an, an adorable, uh, behind the scenes fact um, about the the episode where Hank gets killed is uh, Betsy Brandt, the actress who plays uh, Marie. Marie has never watched that episode. Oh, yeah. Aww. Uh-huh. <laughs> Aww. 
she couldn't do it. They were all really, yeah. they were all really upset when Dean Norris, the actor, left um, yeah. the show. So um, he only misses a handful of episodes. Yeah, he does. Um, but, you know, but uh, yeah, it's it's rough because um, it's the way that it's shot. Is you more watch Brian Cranston watch him yep. get shot. Um, yep. and that's, it's real devastating. Cause I really, the whole way through, you found this interesting is that I didn't, I didn't think that Walt cared about Hank that much. Hmm. I, I really, I, I mean, I thought he had like a familial thing. Um, but you know, he's his brother-in-law, but he, he's not, um, he's, he's his wife's sister's husband. So like there's, there's some distance there. Um, and I just, I thought he cared about Jesse way more than Hank. I thought if he had to choose between Hank and Jesse, he's choosing Jesse, um, I thought he was, I thought in some way like Gus might make, uh, Walt kill Hank. Um, I, I, I really underestimated the, the genuine care that Walt had for Hank. And so it was, mm-hmm. um, it, it was interesting in a good way to watch Walt go through that. Well, and I think what's interesting, and this is, this is just another, you know, way that the show is multifaceted and complex. I one, you know, I think that Walt really does care about Hank, but I also think what struck me this time on watching the last few episodes of the show, uh, particularly Ozymandias, which is is my personal favorite episode, the one where everything explodes, the one where everything <laughs> falls apart for yeah. real, and, and yep. Hank gets killed at the end of it, and no, the beginning at the be- yeah, right yeah. at the beginning of it, and by the end, Walt is going to get his identity changed. Mm-hmm. Um, Having lost everything, yeah, basically, uh, except for one barrel of money. Uh, but I really th- think that for Walt, he thought he could do all of this stuff and and make all this money, do all of his his dirty deeds of in in the drug trade, and keep it all separate from his family and his family life. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, he cares about Hank, but more so. He, um, or also concurrent with that, this barrier of of safety and separation uh, between his criminal life and his personal life is is just being obliterated, mm-hmm. and he realizes mm-hmm. that this is my fault. Yeah, I think he knows that he blames Jesse in the moment, mm-hmm. but he knows um, that this is his fault that none of this is turning out the way that he wanted it to. They steal most of his money and it's just this horrible, horrible uh, situation for him. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful collapse. Yep. <laughs> uh, Uniting with actual Nazis is bad kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Among all the other on, on the other hand, if you, you need a lot of people killed in prison and apparently, yeah, apparently, apparently it's, it's a large, right hookup. it's a large prison gang. I looked, I looked it up. I was Did like, you? Oh no, the Aryan brotherhood is like one of the largest prison gangs in the U S and I was like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Prison gangs. That's, a th- that's a thing. Mm, I mean, I'd prefer not I'd to heard the term sure prison gang. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that's quite a montage. Yeah. That uh, what's the they play some jaunty little song during it too. Yeah, it's some like jazz thing. Yeah, yeah, like mm-hmm. big band mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> Music in this show is kind of fun. Yeah, um, yeah. They had a, a, I think a music, not you know, not composer, but like a music 
consultant. supervisor who yeah. was who picked songs and stuff, and that really does give life to some scenes that um, that wasn't there before. Mm-hmm. Trying to think of like the best moments of. Uh, well, they, they finished the the last shot of, of Walt in the lab with playing that baby blue song. Yep. That's, That's very memorable. Um, like the uh, the night of the premiere, that shot like way up on iTunes. <laughs> it was like number one oh, for the iTunes. first time That's in, cute. I don't it's know. It's real old, isn't it, the song? Uh, it's like, from it's like the 70s, 70s or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, That's big. There, there's. I feel like I remember something of like Walt driving around and singing some songs in his car. Oh, yeah, he does. Um, a couple of different times. Well, and then also in the finale... There's a little bit of a song called El Paso by Marty Robbins, and it's this like old timey cowboy ballad. Oh yeah, um, I and you hear that. a little bit of it. You, you hear the part where it says, "Maybe one day a bullet will find me." Mm-hmm. For, for now, nothing's as uh, as bad as the pain in my heart, or some it's some line mm-hmm. like that. Um, because it's about this gunfighter who goes to El Paso and to get revenge on these people. And there's a girl in the song named Felina, which is the, the name, name of the finale because it's an anagram of finale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that's, that's very clever. I like the little, you like the type, the, the episode names. I like the episode names. Um, I always find it sad when they don't name episodes that doesn't happen very much, but uh, they didn't name yeah. the episodes in um, broad, broad church. church yeah. Um, and I just feel like, oh, that's a sort of a waste of a little little artistry you can slap on your, yeah. your thing. Well, it's funny in uh, in the show where sometimes they're they're pretty conventional titles, or it's just like, yeah, that that makes sense. Like uh, Better Call Saul, that's an episode title. Yeah. Um, but then sometimes they're very clever, uh, like Dead Freight. Um, Dead Freight, yeah. Or Ozymandias is a it's yeah. a reference to a poem and. Um, or even like just shotgun the episode where Jesse's uh-huh. with Mike. Uh, some of those where it's just it's usually like a double kinda, or sometimes triple meaning yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, um, but it's kind of cute. Yeah, yeah. No, they're 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 very clever. You can tell that the, they had a lot of fun putting together the show and mm-hmm. and just cramming a ton of ideas into it mm-hmm. um, and layering all that stuff in there. And and but the the filmmaking as well is also just intensely clever. Um, there are all kinds of things about it. Like for example, I told you the, the last shot in the show where it's, it's that crane Mm -hmm. shot of Walt on the, on the ground in the lab, um, dying and it pulls out, it pulls up and out. It's, it's the pretty much exactly the same shot from crawl space where Mm -hmm. he's in the crawl space in their house Laugh and crying. Can, and laugh crying. Yeah, exactly. In <laughs> yeah. one of the best scenes of, of the yeah, show. Yeah, certainly one of the best acted scenes in the show. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, that, uh, was, that was pretty crazy. Let's get back to, uh, to characters. Yeah. <laughs> or is this just the, the, this is a, this discussion is just prone to rabbit trails, mm-hmm. which is, it's fine. It's going to happen. Um, uh, Anybody still listening is probably there for it. So. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully anybody listening is has hopefully seen seen the show and is just happy to hear people talk about the show. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Is Uh, there another character you want to talk about? I mean, I think most of the characters are are fantastic, but yeah. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I you know I'm trying to I'm trying to save Walt and Jesse because obviously they're they're the big ones. Um, 
Well, we talked about Skylar already. The only other main yeah, character left about... is Marie. She's not really um, a main character, though, honestly. No, but she's, she's... She's really not. I think... Um... We hadn't talked about Mike. We, we both have great fondness for Mike. Yeah. Um, Mike is one of the best... Uh, and it's it's interesting because he's a he's he's a bad guy. He he is the you know enforcer for the drug empire, mm-hmm. and he's a he's a but like he's doing an ex, it all for his granddaughter, a dirty ex cop basically. Yeah. And well, <laughs> is he doing it all for his granddaughter? He, you know, yeah. uh, but you like him. I think you like him even before you you meet his his granddaughter because that doesn't happen. I until just later. I I appreciate um, Mike's candidness yeah and just he uh he's, he's no nonsense he's no nonsense he's not taken and he um as you see the show go on mike also knows when to get out he doesn't have this inflated view of self to the degree that walt does right where he just thinks he's this invincible guy when mike is the most like physically capable of doing damage to other people um but he is also like nah dude we gotta we gotta it's time to cut and run yeah um, he's, he's an extremely competent character mm-hmm. and oftentimes competence is all that it takes for an audience <laughs> to, to like a character. Yeah. Uh, but he, but he's funny too. Oh yeah. He's got some good lines yeah. or some good facial expressions. And he's a good contrast to, to Walt and Jesse. Yes. Who are very, Gus very too. much not good at the, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. Gus, a major character for. Two. two seasons and a couple episodes mm-hmm. before that um one of uh, one of the most memorable characters in the show for for sure mm-hmm. um i don't know that i have a like a ton to say about him other than because he's a great character really well acted um i appreciate that they don't they don't explain that much about him. No, they um, don't. like he is very mysterious the whole time and you only know him through what Walt and Jesse know about him. And so they don't, the you give part. us a couple little flashbacks about him and his brother with that one cartel guy that he ultimately kills. Um, yes. Or his, it's his, his it's not his brother, but his friend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I like that they don't explain him to death of there's some question about, uh, his immigration. How did he, was he uh, like Cuban or Chilean or something? I don't remember. Um, um, but like it's implied that he has some history back there. They don't explain it. I kind of like that. Just that. Yeah. Um, that they they let him be real mysterious, um, and even as he's going down, <laughs> um, he still feels like he's in control, even though you know, um, or at least you have strong suspicion that he's uh, Walt's gonna get him. Yeah, I, I like that he's a fairly mysterious figure. You learn just enough about him to, you know, continue his presence in the show being a really interesting part of it, but you never really kind of learn totally what makes him tick mm-hmm. because he's he's good at what he does. Yeah. Um, and he's got one heck of a poker face. Yeah. You just have no idea what's going on in but, his head. But you learn enough about him to understand what what is eventually exploited in him that his hatred for Hector Salamanca and Walt uses that to kill him mm-hmm. um, and it's also a uh, sort of foreshadowing that he's really close in with the DEA and uh, and he he's a model good citizen on the outside 
and that's a that's a foreshadowing of hey the real actual guy that hanks after the whole series is even closer to you than that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i really like saul but i I, (laughs) I know, I know you found him annoying to some degree. Um, Well, see, I think like actively annoying, just like, are you serious? Like why, why do I like Saul? I mean, like, (laughs) yeah. Do you just like, think he's fun? He's, he's fun. Uh, Bob Odenkirk is, is a lot of fun as him, but I also think, you know, he's just, he's also very competent at at what he does. Like Mm -hmm. he is, he's a bad lawyer in the sense of, of, Many, well, many things, but if you're Walt and Jesse and you are coming with the, your specific weird needs, um, he's really... He's he, got a lot of connections. He's the guy who provides all these interesting solutions to their problems. Yes. And I, I always found that stuff really fascinating. Like, I like how much they delve into the mechanics of what they're doing. It's like, okay, you got to launder the money. Yeah. You got to figure out your distribution chain. It's like... All this business stuff, you know, business stuff is boring, but now it's all like, oh, do you add in the extra layer of all of this is illegal and you have to figure out how to, to do it. And because it's illegal, you need a laser pe- tag. <laughs> no, not just the money <laughs> laundering, but, um, you know, setting up, there's nothing particularly interesting or dramatic about hiring people and having lower workers and then managers over them and then managers over them, you know, the hierarchy of a business but it's really interesting if your business is illegal and then they're there and right. also um, illegal in a way that people tend to be violent. And because then you have to consider what happens if people get caught or flip or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you have so many interesting repercussions of that where you have to take care of problems. Yep. And that's, of course, with Walt and Jesse, a continual problem like yep. so yeah i think i think saul's a a really fun interesting character but he's he's certainly not a fully fleshed out character you get to see a little bit of his like world with Huel and the other guy mm-hmm. and his secretary and stuff like that and and like the fact that he leaves at the end as well and gets a new identity mm-hmm. um and of course there's a whole spinoff now right. about him, um, which I've seen one season of, and I, I really enjoyed it, and I, I will watch more eventually. Um, so it's fun to see the writers blow up this character into a whole, you know, a three-dimensional human being. He's uh, I- instead of, like, kind of wacky secondary character. Yep. But he's not wacky the whole time. And, and I... No, when, he when, does end up very reasonable when he stops making jokes and and you know it's bad Mm -hmm. and that's that's an interesting like barometer there yeah Um, that's true because he gets pretty freaked out at certain points in the show and you know okay this guy's been around a lot of criminal activity he and he's scared and not sure what to do and that's significant yeah so walt and jesse i said I didn't really like Jesse the first time through the show. I think I just, I think I just didn't care about him as a person. I was just like, okay, this is some burnout druggy guy. And that's annoying because he's not nearly as competent as these other characters. 
he's not particularly good at a lot of things. He doesn't have a whole lot of personal drive yeah. to him. Um, Walt has a mission. Hank has a mission. Um, Skylar has things that she's really passionate about. Yeah. So all these other characters. And when you look at Jesse, it's like, what's Jesse's, I mean, Jesse just wants to have fun in life and not really follow all the rules. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, all right, whatever. Uh, you're, uh, you're annoying. And, and I think I had like maybe a problem with Jesse the same way you have one with Skylar where he goes back to drugs like a, a couple too many times for me or I'm like, okay. Yeah. It seems like, but, um, on repeat viewings, uh, I've much more come around to him and, uh, Aaron Paul's performance is a, is a big reason why yeah. he's, he's really good because he's just so much, um, was sympathetic. Yeah. He's sympathetic. He's in, he's sort of endearing, I, I, I told I told you this theory uh, after we watched the last couple episodes that I thought Todd was mm. like a dark version of Jesse. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have t- these two young men who are very impressionable. They don't have like strong moral centers themselves. Mm-hmm. They are very much the products of the people and the environments that they've existed in. And so like Jesse seems to have had pretty decent parents yeah but they were kind of like done with him right and and he he obviously fell in with like not a great crowd your badger Mm -hmm. skinny peak combo those guys who were all doing very small time drug stuff yep very small time yep um so didn't get violent but lots of drugs and and then his aunt died yeah and and jesse's um yeah and so he was he was influenced by that little subculture, that little friend group that he was in, and and then it later influenced very much by Walt throughout the show and Walt pushing him around. And I think, you know, that's why Walt likes having Jesse around. There's a little bit of a father son thing going on there, but I really think a lot of it is is Walt just likes to have somebody to push around. Hmm. Someone who will listen to him, um, be a student, and it takes a while for him to get there. Yeah, but eventually he. I mean, he does prefer Jesse to Gale, and not just because. Well, Gale's working for Gus, but I, I think he has a general personal preference for there's, Jesse. There's over a little Gale. bit of like a, an attachment between them. Yeah, if, at at various points in the series. Uh, but but Walt does think Jesse's an idiot for sure. Oh yeah, um, and Jesse is an idiot. <laughs> Oh, I mean, he is, I mean, but he eventually, but the great thing about Jesse is he eventually grows a conscience. Um, and he becomes like, like Hank becomes, uh, one of the more big moral voices in the show. Um, he, he's not really equipped like emotionally or otherwise to sort of get out of his situation. Mm -hmm. And of course he's in deep and he would, he would go to prison for a long time. <laughs> yes. Uh, but he has grown a conscience about it. And well, I, I love that scene where he's in the support group and he just, just calls BS to this. Like I am who I am. I'm self acceptance. Yeah. Yeah. Without judgment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's like, no, um, no. <laughs> um, 
I, I have to be accountable to what I've done. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I did read one kind of kind of hot take on the finale of like, yeah, you know, Jesse had to, <laughs> uh, it, it real sucks that Jesse was a basic, basically a slave there for several months. Um, but I mean, he deserved it. Um, mm. he, he maybe deserved to be in a, a better prison. Um, but there, there is a, there's a significant amount of debt that Jesse needed to pay. Um, and he couldn't, it would not have been right for Jesse to just get off, um, Scott free basically. Um, and you know, they, they leave his ending kind of ambiguous, which I think is good. Um, with, you know, yeah, he, he could have gotten caught two minutes down the road by the cops coming, or he could have, he could have made it to Alaska or New Zealand or wherever else. Um, but, but he, uh, he did still, he, he had quite a price to pay. Um, and not just in people he cared about died. Um, but Jesse did, Jesse did some bad, bad things. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he stood by while a lot of bad, bad things happened and it, it killed him inside. But, um, but I kind of appreciate that, like, you know, feeling guilty, isn't enough that there is still some like legit punishment that has to happen mm. beyond just your own sorrow for it. Um, yeah, but I, I love me some Jesse. There's a, uh, an interesting quote that I read before I even watched the show, um, from Vince Gilligan, um, that kind of speaks to some of the moral philosophy, um, of him and uh, of, of that, Jesse. Um, no, uh, Vince oh, Gilligan. Oh, yeah. And, that kind of informs the show. Um, and he said, if religion is a reaction of man and nothing more, it seems to me that it represents a human desire for wrongdoers to be punished. I hate the idea of Idi Amin living in Saudi Arabia for the last 25 years of his life. Idi Amin was a uh, Ugandan dictator who's mm. guilty of all kinds of human rights atrocities in his gotcha. country. Um, and it's true. He did, live out his last days in another country, just exiled and not really not jailed or punished or anything for, for his crimes that galls me to no end. I feel some sort of need for biblical atonement or justice or something. I like to believe there's some comeuppance that karma that kicks in at some point, even if it takes years or decades to happen. My girlfriend says this great thing that's become my philosophy as well. I want to believe there's a heaven, but I can't not believe there's a hell. Hmm. And that's really fascinating because I think the popular sort of secular concept or not secular, but, you know, vaguely theistic conception of people in America is that like people are basically good. Right. Basically. And that everybody, most people are going to go to heaven by default. Um, really bad people like Hitler go to hell. Yeah. Um, or at least heaven is the default unless you screwed up bad enough to go to hell. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and, uh, of course, you know, m- maybe this is not kicking in, flying in that, in the face of that because Walt's obviously a really bad person. Uh, but the idea that, uh, there is, there, there, there are consequences for yeah. actions. And I, I do love that scene as well, where Jesse's in the, uh, where he's, he's been going to this support group and mm-hmm. it's just a lot of feel good about yourself. And there's some amount of what they're saying that has some hopefulness and some bearing on things, but it's a lot of just accept yourself mm-hmm. and, 
it certainly doesn't help him where he's at. Right. Um, and so I just really appreciate that, uh, that moral grounding that the show has, um, because then they're able to write situations and characters that are reflective of that. Um, and there's a, uh, I think that is reflected directly in the show by a scene where Wald says, I don't know if you believe in that sort of thing, but if you think there's a hell, then we're pretty much already going there. Um, then for him, there's no possible atonement and he's not even considering repentance. And Jesse is struggling very much with um, feeling, um, feeling guilt over what he has done and is there any possible way out of this and mm-hmm. there's there's not really there clear redemption there and it's not a, it's not a christian show it's not a christian <laughs> no. worldview but i think that's really interesting because it speaks to i think probably pe- the, the the writers the you know vince gilligan and the others of people do um awful horrible things and some people do feel a contrition about that and Mm -hmm. the the um the redemption there is is less certain to them um and that that makes sense um we have a clear conception of that in in christianity but Mm -hmm. um i like that that's that's in there um and and i really like that the show is firm about there being consequence and punishment. Yeah, um, totally. I, I, I like, cause it, it's comprehensive in that way. It's not even just that you're responsible for the things that you directly do, but there are things that you might be forced to do. that are still wrong that you still did. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if your hand was kind of forced and even if it was self-defense and yada, 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 um, it was still wrong. Sure. And now here you are. Yeah, and then that comes back to like you know Skyler, who's who's mm-hmm. done, who does a, a, she doesn't handle the bad hand that she's dealt with with very much grace. No, and she's still complicit in that, but it's it, that's different than Walt, who is also dealt a, a very bad hand. But the decisions that he makes are very far-reaching, and. Well, Walt just has terrible judgment. <laughs> we'll just say that. Well, but Walt, but so let's get into Walt because I I love this aspect of the show. Um, I mean, Walt's an interesting, compelling, extremely well acted character throughout the entire show. But I love the end because it brings it back to the core of his character and why he does what he does. And it's obviously it's a thing that's up to interpretation. Do you think he did any of what he did for his family? Do you think any of that was actually ever legitimately altruistic or did he really in the, in the finale, he admits I did it for me. Mm -hmm. I was good at it. I liked it. I was alive while I was doing it. Mm -hmm. And you, it's really interesting watching the series with Knowing that mm, yeah, that bet. revelation, yeah. Well, and his his final act on Earth is like an affectionate pat at the lab equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, That's where he felt. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was using his. You know, we've, we've talked about this uh, a little bit before too. That he has this skill set. He's you know in the he's cast as a a you know a chemistry genius 
could have had this big career with gray mm-hmm. matter and this, uh, this billion dollar now billion dollar company. And that's a huge underlying driver of the things that he does mm-hmm. that he, he made this mistake. He probably thinks now and, or was cut out or however he casts it now in his yeah. mind. It's like if Albert Einstein were a high school teacher. I mean, not quite, you know, that crazy. Or like Bill Gates or something. Uh, yeah. Um, he's, he's incredibly overqualified and, you know, but in his mind though, you know, he, this is an incredible waste of potential for him. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think we can all sympathize with that idea with not being mm-hmm. in a job where we feel like we're able to use our, our genuine talents and gifts. Um, and you're just, you're just feeling stuck there. And this man has felt that way for uh, the vast majority of his life. And now he has cancer. Yeah. And pretty young too. He was what, yeah. 50 when he got diagnosed. Yes. Yeah. And so, yeah. So, so it's not necessarily that, Oh man, I really liked making meth specifically, <laughs> but yeah. he got to make something. He got to use his knowledge in a way that made him a whole lot of money in a really short amount of time. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder in the back of my head, you know, that kind of the question of, um, would you rather be rich or famous? And I, I don't know the answer of that for Walt. I don't know if it was about the money or, or like he tells Jesse, you know, he wants to build an empire. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, he has that say my name thing with yeah. he, he, he wants to be famous, but, uh, the, the money is hugely <laughs> important to him. And so I, but I just as know. kind of a trophy, you say so you think it's the fame. Um, no, 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 no. I, I think, it, I think it's, it, it's a, it's a mental state of feeling accomplished. But do you think it's about him feeling accomplished or people seeing him as Both. accomplished? Both. Well, in the fund, his fundamental sin is everybody's fundamental sin. It's pride. Um, and I love that that's the, the ultimate conclusion is I did it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, he did it for his pridefulness. If you go back and even just watch the pilot, mm. you can understand why this man would have done he's he's been this mild-mannered toe the line do you know do this uh, menial job for his family thing not that being a teacher is a menial job at all it's an important job in like but yeah again he feels overqualified right and that's probably true um and you know you also have that factor of even if he didn't feel that way He's teaching a bunch of students who aren't really interested in hearing what he has to say. They're mm-hmm. doing it because, you know, you have to take, you have to take the class. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, right. It's not like he's, he's training the next generation of, of amazing chemists. You know, there's so many little things. And then he's, he's got that second job at the car wash where he's, it's, it's just, it's, it's, uh, uh, you know, kind of denigrating to him. Um, and then Hank is this macho cop man and he's, he's emasculated next to that. So uh, it, I think it, it's, you it goes to the, into the meth trade, not just because it's a chemistry thing, but also it's his way to like give the middle finger to the system and doing things the right way, because that's gotten him in his view, nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, doing the right thing has gotten him, you know, just barely making ends meet, uh, with, with, with cancer at 50. And, uh, 
that's relatable. It's relatable being angry about your station in life, the, the bad hand of cards you've been dealt or, or viewing things that way and wanting to kind of take revenge on, mm-hmm. on, on that, um, right that wrong yourself and take things into your own hands. Um, but it's not okay. <laughs> no, definitely not. And, and you, you then, if you're a decent person, you invent, you invent ways to make it okay. I'm doing this for my family, mm-hmm. which I'm sure part of that was true for at least part of the time, but really deep down, it was his pride. There were so many other ways he could have, tried to secure a future for his family or paid for his medical treatments. Like the other real giveaway is in the first season, which I guess is this episode, is this an episode maybe you didn't see where he goes to, to uh, Gretchen and Elliot's house and they offer to pay for his treatments and he, he turns them down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. uh, That's a good point. Cause I, I'm more inclined to say, no, no, I'm sure. I'm sure most of it was for his family and then a part of it was for his pride. But, but no, I think you're right with the, the fraction is much more self and less family. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think it it would, I, I'm, I do think that that's there the whole time, but it's definitely his crutch or his fallback excuse. Um, I think the, uh, one of the, I think most fascinating scenes is between him and Gus when, um, when he's done, he's like, I'm out. Yeah. And then Gus says that, no, this is what men do. You provide, even if you, it's... Uh, he's appealing to that um, sort of messiah complex, that savior complex. Well, yeah, and so this the, is the part where I'm like, people. I... Um, well, it's, you know, I, I obviously have a very limited view of masculinity. <laughs> um, but, like, I, I could understand that being persuasive to... Uh, husbands and fathers um well it's that desire of you think it's good to be the long-suffering thank uh, uh un thankless a uh, thank thankless hero of the story but i mean and specifically about the provider aspect of it sure um because i mean i've i've heard friends you know talk about that they really feel a burden um and not like a burden in a bad way but just like that it's their role in their job to provide financially for their family uh, as the man. Um, and I don't know what that's like. I don't feel that burden. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but I I could see um, that being right a real raw nerve to of, push at. Of course, that's a completely absurd thing at that point because he has so much money already. Does he? At that point, yes, he does. Okay, I get I get a little lost because he loses it so many times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but is that when it's in the crawl space, or no? no, no that's no, when no, he no. has it in the nursery. He's already made um, a significant amount of money with Gus okay. at that point. Okay, I believe they've sold off a previously existing stockpile to him, and then he's trying to lure mm-hmm. him in yes. for more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. They did the three months, and he's trying to stretch him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. His, uh, where his, his greed intersects with practicality is interesting. uh, And I think, I think Gus knew, knew how to, Gus is very good at manipulating people. Yeah. And actually, 
Um, something that's like interesting to note is that Walter takes on some of the aspects of the people he kills. Um, and sometimes it's really, (laughs) yeah, sometimes it's really small stuff. Like, uh, I don't remember the name of the guy he, he kills in the second episode. The guy that's not crazy. That's just some other guy. Yeah. It's like no dose. No, no, that's that's, no, no dose. No, 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 no dose is the guy who gets crushed in the, in the uh, stack of cars. I think, um, I don't remember what his name is. Uh, the guy he kills in the second episode. Yeah. He brings him a sandwich at one point. And he, it's like peanut butter and jelly, and he, and the guy wants the cus, the crusts cut off. Oh, that's off. funny. And then later, when Walt is in the apartment, he's making himself uh, uh-huh. a peanut butter and jelly, and he cuts off the crusts. That's funny. Um, when uh, Gus has poisoned himself and all the uh, all the other guys in Mexico, he puts down a towel and he kneels on it mm-hmm. in front of the toilet mm-hmm. to before he he throws up. Um, and later on when Walt's back on chemo, mm-hmm. he gets a towel and he, he puts it on the ground. Um, uh, there are little things like that. That's kind of funny. But, um, but also I think Walt learned from Gus how to manipulate people and appeal to their worst natures. Some of those scenes with him and Jesse are when he's trying to manipulate Jesse are just, you just want to punch him in the face or at least I did. Yeah. Um, it gets, it gets pretty bad. It does. Um, those are those are my favorite Jesse moments when he's like, nah, man. Mm. Um, and even just like the very last scene of the two of them is, is Jesse doesn't kill him, not because Jesse doesn't want to kill him. It's because Walt does. And Jesse's like, I'm not doing what you want anymore. I'm not going to kill you. Yeah. Um, and I I am proud of him. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, just yeah. in, in his... I would like to believe that, that Jesse wouldn't have killed him regardless. That, that he... Yes, I would also like to believe he that. He just was um, done with that but because jesse at, at his core jesse is not a killer but, but walt did put out a hit on him so yeah yeah but i think i think all of jesse's murderousness went into killing todd and then he was done yeah that's the he, last he person killed dark jesse he killed dark jesse um meth damon or whatever meth damon he killed that then i yes. i like that that's the last person he kills um yeah well, and and, yeah, because he not only killed the kid, but he killed Andrea. Yes. There's not as much killing in this show as as you might think. There, are, Yeah, I did. I expected a lot more characters to die than dead. Um, yeah, but it's, I was uh, But the way we're talking about it, because so many significant moments, especially with Jesse's storyline, revolve yes. around the people who um, get killed. <laughs> yeah, but there are... Um, there are very few main characters die. Hank is the only real main character through all five seasons who passes away. That's true. Um, they have a number of... Well, and Walt, obviously. Yes, and Walt. Um, but yeah, I mean, they have a, a, a smattering of of drug people who die. <laughs> yeah, I guess Mike and Jane are really... Um, Jane's dad dies too, but... Um, Oh yeah, he commits suicide after yeah, the whole that's, thing. That's really dark. his storyline is so sad. There, yeah, there's some. Oh, that's a heart wrenching one. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, and that's I, oh, I guess he dies Olivia. from Star Trek. Oh, fascinating. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so there. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> but yeah, there there are a lot of people who die, but very few um, real main characters die. Um, because yeah, you know, I'm because it. it 
the way that they make the tension is you really feel like anybody's fair game, uh, especially at the end. But but at a number of times throughout the show, I was absolutely certain Hank was was going to get killed by the cousins. Um, mm-hmm. I was shocked when Hank made it out of that. Um, I understand why they did that. Um, but yeah, I, I totally thought Hank was, was donezo. Uh, so let's wrap up here by, uh, just talking maybe briefly about some of our, our favorite episodes or the ones that, and or the ones we think are, are the, the best because they're the best. not always the same yeah. for me. They kind of, well, you maybe have more overlap than there than I do. Maybe. Um, I, I just think there's, there are so many good episodes, but the standout ones to me are the ones where the really significant things happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do you want to talk about the second to last episode? We both really like Granite State. Yeah. Um, which is the, it's the episode between Ozymandias when everything hits the fan and, and uh, the, uh, and, to, and the final, the, the last. One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do like that. Cause it's just, it's very quiet comparatively. There's still some, some, intense scenes in it but uh, i particularly love the walt stuff mm-hmm. in, in the cabin and just um the falling action there uh and i love the i love the part where he pays the guy ten thousand dollars to stay an hour longer yeah um, oh, this is hard because even i do i'm sorry i so i'm that person that i i still i i reached my point in season five where i i hate walt but I still feel bad for him. Yeah, that whole time. Um, they never, they never make, they never allow people to dwell in monster land for long enough mm-hmm. for you to forget their fundamental humanity. Yeah, and that's probably even true of like Gus. Um, even though he's, it wasn't hard watching him die. No, no. Um. I mean, it wasn't hard watching Walt either for that matter, but, right. um, but yes, I very much feel bad for Walt throughout basically the whole thing, which is, yeah, uh, it's clever from the standpoint of audience engagement is you, um, he's not like the hateable characters and who we were talking last time in our discussion of the Meg, we were talking about <laughs> horror movies where you have a bunch of dumb teenagers and you're, you're just like, oh, you're, these characters are written so that you're rooting for them to die. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not like that with, with Walt. Um, you might be no. rooting for him to die, but you don't... Eh. I think it's more of you're rooting for justice. Um, yeah. And you're like, Hank, you're, um, Walt should get what's coming to him. But it's very clever that they, after making the, the giant episode where everything falls apart, that they... They still bring it back to he's he's a poor human being, um, and he's really just lost it all. Mm-hmm. Has no idea how he's going to accomplish any of his goals. He's probably just going to die alone in this cabin. Um, that stuff is. And then the guy's going to all, steal all his money. Oh well, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, well, of course. Right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you described it as uh, they they had the big explosion episode, and then yep. this one is just like panning over the rubble. Yep. Um, which is a great way of explaining it. Um, but it is, it's, I think that takes a lot of guts as a show to make an episode like that right before the finale. Um, when there's, there's all this momentum, there's all this tension, there are all these questions about what's going to happen and how, and then they pause. Um, and I don't know if they pause, but it's a dramatic slowdown. 
Um, and I, I think that's really gutsy and it's a great episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I think Ozymandias and Granite State are probably two, my two favorite episodes. So many of my favorite episodes are in season five. Yeah, you love season five. Uh, I do. Because it's just, they've built this whole thing and mm-hmm. we're, we're finally seeing it unravel and it's very satisfying. It is. And it's done really, really well. Um, probably one of my favorites is, uh, is Phoenix, which is near the end of season two. It's the episode. Jane, Second to last, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's the episode where Jane dies. Um, it's also, um, the episode where he has that conversation with Jane's dad at the bar. Um, I, I think there's, I meant to look this up. Is that the never give up on family? Yes. Conversation? Yes. Yeah. Um, but so that's, it's a real big moment for Walt at the end of that episode in, in watching Jane die. It starts out with uh, Walt's missed Holly's birth. Right. Um, he dropped off the money, but he missed that. Um, and so then there's all the money, the drama with Jane and Jesse about the money and Jesse's cut. Jane's going to blackmail him and all that stuff. Um, then it starts where the the fake charity website back before GoFundMe that Walter Jr. makes. And so then he, he really he can't handle that and not taking credit for it. Um, and then, yeah, he's Walt's got that amazing conversation with Jane's dad at the bar about a family. Um, and and I that's that's one of the clearest episodes where Walt has a has some sort of paternal feelings towards Jesse. Yeah. And it's really sweet. Um, <laughs> and then he goes to take the money and watches Jane die and doesn't do anything. Inadvertently causes it. And yeah. He's the one who rolls her on her back. Um, well, he roll he shakes Jesse and then she rolls because of that. Okay. Um, he doesn't, he doesn't touch her. Okay. Um, and yeah, and th- and I was shocked and watching that. I was like, I was saying out loud, like, why are you not turning her, dude? You have to turn her. She's going to, dude, why are you not touching her? Um, and then I was like, it's oh, ambiguous. No. he's going to, he's going to watch, he's going to let this happen. It's ambiguous if he's like panicking or if he, if he's struggling with it. I think he's like internally debating. I think he decided to like, let her die and not worry about the black But the male. look on his face is yeah. he's horrified. Yes. And br- actually, um, Brian Cranston said that was the hardest scene in the series to shoot because he is a father and just yeah. the idea was just really hard for it's him. It's an ugly, ugly death. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a long time, too, if I remember right. Yeah. It, it takes a minute. Yeah. And it sounds which, bad. Yeah, which which is, you know, in terms of the character, He's, he's making that choice and that choice is taking a long time to make because he has all these opportunities to change his mind. Yeah. And he doesn't, and he doesn't, and he doesn't, and he doesn't, and she's dead. Yep. 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 Um, yep. And I know for a lot of people, that's where they turned on Walt. Yeah, that's crazy early. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I find it interesting that I held out on Walt for so long because even, yeah. um, when did you change? Was it the end of season four? Oh, with the Pro- lily of the valley, probably yeah. He yeah. You find out that he poisons Brock. Uh, he poisoned Brock, and that he then lied to Jesse about it and concocted this whole mm-hmm. scheme. And yeah, yeah, that still wasn't it for me. <laughs> um, it didn't do it for me strangely um, until Walt really came after Skyler and started mm-hmm. basically holding her hostage. It was when they it's the episode after Skyler walks into the pool. 
um, and where they're having that conversation in their bedroom with, uh, what are you going to do? No, what are you seriously going to do? And he has her, yeah. he has her outdone in every scenario. Yeah. That's it, when she, the, the, the strong, tough woman that she is, mm-hmm. she's just been worn she's down to done. nothing yeah. and you feel so bad for her. Well, and it's, I don't, I, I'm, it, it, it makes me curious about what that says about me and that, uh, it's nope. It's not watching uh, a girl choke on her own vomit. It's not poisoning a child. Um, it's it's when he <laughs> when he's mean to his wife. When he's mean to his wife, <laughs> um, is well, really or it's when he stops treating his wife like a person. Um, is when I'm I'm out. Well, he starts treating her like he treats Jesse. Yes, honestly. Yes, he, where he's like, I am the master here. <laughs> And you are an idiot child. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was really. You think you know things, but you don't, (laughs) you don't have a plan. You're an, you are. Right. And and it's not like like those other things didn't like affect me, but uh that was the final, like, okay, yeah, I hate you now. Well, you really do understand in season five, just how far gone he is. Yes. Um, Because as we said before, he, he really starts manipulating people big time, mm-hmm. big and, time, and then really, and he's and he doesn't care. Ways. Yeah, it's because before he used to like he used to say we had to do that. You know, I had to kill the the people that he ran over his car for Jesse. Uh, he had to do this. He had to do that. Um, but he, he it's even like at the beginning of season five, they're really minor things that he just starts lying about and deceiving people about. Um, I don't totally remember, but. Um, but yeah, that was that was my big Walt turning point. Yeah, that, so you, yeah, that's your favorite. You said Phoenix. Um, I don't. I, it's it's a, it's my mix of favorite and best. Um, I really. Uh, I don't. This was hard. I, you know, I sat and thought about. Um, favorite yeah, you episodes. went all out making. I a, did. A I list had. A, and I, was like I had impressed. quite a list, and it was really challenging because there are some moments that I love and some episodes that I really love. Um, but like, they're not well, the what best ones. Be- favorite moments then. I mean, most any scene with Jesse and a kid, I think is adorable. <laughs> um, I love four days out, which is the episode where they're cooking in the RV and they and lose the keys yeah. or it's or the, the battery. The dies. keys are left in the ignition. Yes. And the battery. Um, yeah. That, that might be episode. my favorite episode. It's a good contained. We have a problem. We're going to, yeah, the two of them stuck out there. You get some of the classic yellow suits in the desert in the RV. Uh, some of that good stuff. Um, we talked about the episode where uh, where Hank becomes the hero a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, one minute. One minute, yeah. And then gets, um, gets I, in the gunfight at the end of that, which <laughs> that's a pretty good action it's a, scene. It's a good... It's just... It's so well done which is something that i've noticed having watched the show multiple times now because mm-hmm. he doesn't have a gun right because it's been taken from him and so he's extremely vulnerable mm-hmm. and if he didn't get the call he'd definitely be dead yeah um because but because he does get the call and, it's, and i was trying to remember as we but right before we watched it because i knew what was going to come um uh, you you didn't uh and i was i was trying to remember like how does he even survive this? He doesn't have a gun. Yeah. You know, and he drives into the guy and the guy drops the gun in the, like the back seat of the car and he grabs the gun. So he has a way to defend himself, a way to sort of even the fight. But even then, doesn't he drop it again and has to like 
No, he doesn't drop it, but he's shooting the one guy um, or the other the other cousin who's not pinned against the back of his car. Yeah, yeah. The, he's coming at him with the axe, the shiny yeah, axe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's shooting him over and over again, and he's got like body armor on, yes. so the, the bullets are not doing much. And he um, he gets that special gun. He no, he gets the special bullets. Yes, that's it. Uh, the uh, the hollow point mm-hmm. icky uh-huh icky and he's struggling to put that in because mm-hmm. he's been shot a couple times yep 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 uh, it's a, it's a, but it's a, it's just a, a really well shot thrilling sequence mm-hmm. it's real good probably my favorite season five episode is uh it's near the end it's confessions when jesse comes clean with hank and him and uh the, the two of them and Gomez are are plotting to take Walt down. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably my favorite season five episode. Uh, everything is is building, um, but it's not too devastating yet. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, those last several were just just sad for me. <laughs> we were and you were really you, you you found that episode where Mike died incredibly sad. I did. Yeah, I was really, really sad. You were really bummed Mike. about Mike dying. I was. Because he was, because it was pointless, right? Yeah. Like as soon as he mm-hmm. does it, Jesse or uh, Walt realizes like, that oh, Lydia would have given him the, the names. The names from Lydia. Like you, like, uh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. he was almost, he was almost out of it. It's, uh, it was, it's very it's sad. Real sad. Yeah. But I do. Mike has great last words. <laughs> yeah. Shut up and let me die in peace. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, what about you? Do you got you have any favorite episodes? I mean, like I said, uh, yeah, those last two. Ozymandias, Granite State are are just some of the best episodes. In, is in season the, five your favorite season? Oh yeah. yeah, season five is my favorite season. Yeah, I, I prefer season four. Uh, I think it's just a little more fun. I like all it that is. stuff with Gus. It is, but I really just like seeing everything come to a head mm-hmm. in, in five, um, and I really love the the drama between Walt and Hank. Uh, it's finds tense. Out. It uh, is tense, tense, tense. Yeah, mm, uh, I like uh, I like most of season five. Though, oh, so. there's one other just kind of thought. Is there? Uh, I've seen a lot of shows where they have their big explosive season finale, and then the season premiere of the next season. There's a time jump, or they just they don't show you what immediately happens. Yeah. I love that this show does that. I love that that it um, that it doesn't exactly yeah yeah that yeah. it shows me what happens exactly next. I, the season four premiere uh, is one of my favorite episodes because it's okay. Jesse's shot Gale. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all still after it's that them. Same night. It's that same night. I think it opens on like the tea kettle that has a bullet hole in it. Something like in, that. In yeah, Gale's apartment. Yeah. yeah, but there is still like drama that has to get sorted out. Totally. Um, and they do it. And that's they what go I mean straight by through. the writers write themselves into, you know, crazy situations and mm-hmm. then they just keep going with it instead of like, it'd well, be really easy to do a time jump. Or even like, they don't even just give the audience the peace of mind that they get out of it. Like it's not, they yeah. don't show you the conclusion in a flashback. Listen, they, they, they worked for that to build that <laughs> tension. They're going to, they're going to use all of it. Yeah. But they do that. Um, they do that with 
the start to season five as well. They do, they start it with the flash forward. They do the flash forward, um, which I love because but, um, that is the only time jump and it really throws you. Mm-hmm. But they do. But as soon well, as that scene is done, they go back. It's not technically the only time jump because the season two flash forwards. Uh, yeah. But, um, but as soon as that's over, they go right back to Walt and Jesse and the parking garage talking through yep. the Lily, the Valley and, stuff. And yep. Um, yep. how do uh, we have, there's evidence out there. How do we get right, rid of this evidence? Exactly. Um, yep. I love that they are really consistent with yeah. cleaning it up from the season before, <laughs> um, and not just jumping ahead. I really appreciate that. Well, final thoughts. We've, uh, we've, we've said a lot. There is a lot to say. A lot yeah. Of- this is probably super long. <laughs> Um, it's kind of inevitable. It's, it's about an entire TV series. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really glad we watched it. I'm, I'm curious about if I would like better call Saul as much just because I could, I could find a whole show about Saul a little annoying or a little bit much because he's so much of a, of a person. Um, but yeah, it's, it's certainly really memorable. Um, Mm -hmm. and not just in, the plot it's i did not expect to care about any of the characters or really get invested in them but they are really memorable characters yeah. um and ones that i just care about um and that's there are very few shows that have affected me like that so i appreciate it yeah which i'm again surprised and and pleased to hear cuz that I there there have been things that we've watched together that I thought were <laughs> terrific, and you were like, "No, I didn't like Memento." <laughs> <laughs> nope. Casino Royale was a terribly written film. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I see why you love the Southwest so much more now, because you were always like, "Part of that's film on, and you have fond memories out there." But you would always be like, "The Southwest is so beautiful," and all I would think about is, "But it's so hot." Uh-huh. Um, but some of those shots of the sky and it just looks yeah. beautiful down there. I think that, you know, as a final thought, yeah, that that's one of those things. There are a lot of things that make Breaking Bad not just extremely well executed, but also unique and special. And, uh, you know, part of the that is things we've already highlighted, like just how faithful the writers were to getting in and getting out of situations and not time skipping their way out of things, not, not, and being faithful to the characters that they developed. But also I think at one point the show was going to take place in LA and just yeah. think about how boring and conventional that would have been. I don't know if it was in LA, but it was California, some sort sure. of maybe town outside of it. I don't know my the California cities very well. I yeah. Know. But the, I think it was tax reasons. <laughs> the taxes were cheaper Yay, in New Mexico, <laughs> but uh, that was, that was a brilliant, um, or at least like lucky switch because totally it's and they committed to that you know Mm -hmm. um the Mm -hmm. the whole show shot there and it's it's really a character the 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 town the city of albuquerque um the the new mexico the southwest um it is it's beautiful country i've been there uh, a a few times i've been through albuquerque a couple times as well and it yeah it's just it is it's a it's amazing country and it really helps inform that the show is a neo-western it it really has some aspects of Westerns in there and that just kind of drives it home. But it's also just a unique backdrop, a unique canvas on which to set the thing. Um, but then you have just, 
ideas that in other shows you wouldn't see uh, opening an episode with an entire, <laughs> you know, uh, mariachi band singing about a drug lord in the style of like, like that's an actual yeah. musical genre subgenre in, in Mexico, as I understand. Um, oh, fantastic. You know, there's just so much creativity to the way the episodes are shot and put together and edited and Yeah. It's a great show. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks uh, for watching it with me. Th- thank you for watching it with me. Oh. It took it took some doing, but a little bit, yeah. But uh, worthwhile. So uh, would maybe watch again. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, we'll put that on on hold for a while. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. Also, it's just rough to watch. Yeah. Kind of takes a lot out of you, but yeah. yes, very good. Yeah. So better call. So- oh, no, <laughs> maybe we'll that's see. the show that I'm like, I'm, I'm sort of, I, can, I maybe want to wait till it finishes to also see if that's a satisfactory conclusion mm. and then watch it all. <laughs> yeah. I hope it's good. It sounds like it's pretty good. Stuff I saw was really good. So cool. Um, right. I hope you join us next time when we'll probably be just talking about the movie and not a long digression on a TV show. Yeah. Thanks for listening, kids. Kids shouldn't be listening to this. Yeah.